You are now tuned in to Saved and Woke. What up, everybody? It's your boy, MSW. That's Mr. Saved and Woke, also known as Juan Enrique Tuse. This is your girl, D-double-E, best known as DeAndre J, coming at you live. Sort of. Not really. But <laughs> welcome to this episode of the Saved and Woke podcast. We are still so hyped to be getting at you all, finally, via video and audio. Um, just thank you again for showing us your love and showing us your yes. support by tuning yes. in yes. to each episode. Really well, appreciate it. Yep. Without further ado, we're just going to dive right into today's topic, which is a separation of church and state, which I think is a very interesting topic, but I wasn't actually the one who came up with it for today. D is actually the one who brought it up to my attention. Yeah. So why don't you tell everybody or tell and tell me what made you want to talk about it today? Well, you know, I was perusing through the Bible, you know, as I as always one does. <laughs> yeah, as I always do. And um so I came across verse um a verse from Isaiah uh six and nine which talks about, you know, the government resting upon Jesus' shoulder. And uh, so I really got to thinking, um, hmm. You know, in politics they talk about the separation of church and state, but Hearing a word, it says, you know, the, the government rests upon Jesus' shoulders. So it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. how do you deal with that? Right. Yeah. Huh. Well, I mean, me personally, I, I, I struggle with that as well because when I hear separation of church and state, which people tout as, you know, one of the, like, a golden rule, or if not the golden rule of American government or of mm -hmm. democracy. Yeah. And then you have this scripture that says the government will rest on Christ's shoulders. And it makes it seem like those things are just completely opposite. And honestly, I, I feel like they, they are completely opposite. Um, but that's not usually the context. I don't usually think of separation of church and state in relation to that, to that scripture. How I think of it is, it's just, well, I remember being in school and we would be having, I'll be having conversations and kind of like debates with classmates right. about different policies. Like, I think, like especially around like abortion or, yeah. um, or same-sex marriage, and and I, it's kind of funny because I did go to a Christian school, but I mean, just because you go to a Christian school doesn't mean everybody agrees. Doesn't mean everybody is following the word. Um, and so when I would tell people like why. I was I, I mean I was 12 at the time so I couldn't vote anyway but like if I could vote why I wouldn't vote for for certain things and I would say it's because well the Bible says X Y or Z and then they'll go well what about the separation of church and state you know mm -hmm. making it and they kind of use that as kind of like their trump card to basically like remove you or like take away the ability from you to use any sort of uh, religious or religion or like religious reasoning and explaining why why you believe something and also why you would why you think society should, should uphold that as well um, 
And my 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 main point, which I think is the my my probably my biggest point, why that doesn't like you know freeze me anymore, is because people only say that when you disagree with them. Like if your religious views are leading you to agree with them, then they'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll 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 cheer you all day. So like, <clears throat> um, like a lot of people are, you know, down with civil rights or things like um. Like, let's say if you are at a rally or something for food insecurity, mm-hmm. and then you cite something in the Bible talking about how how um, God told us that we're supposed to, you know, we're supposed to serve the least of these among us. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to serve mm-hmm. the orphan and the widow. Mm-hmm. And if you're talking about food insecurity, yeah! <laughs> Woo! Well, well, Preach! Well, even like, you know, even when the word says, love your neighbor as yeah. yourself. You know what I mean? So we, we, you could even yeah. That. And when we talk about the yeah. love, love, the na- love thy neighbor as yourself, nobody ever goes, "Hey, um, excuse me. You know, I'm glad you're down for freedom, security, but separation of church and state. So you can't use that line of logic yeah. I mean, to, 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 to defend our cause. You're gonna have to come with something, something more religiously neutral. Like they, they never say that because I've only heard that when some when I disagree with somebody. But when I when I di- when I agree with somebody, everybody's like. Clapping, that's amen. It'd be amen. <laughs> so that's what I think about that. Well, <laughs> what you got, D? Um, you know, even though I thought of this episode topic, I don't know, it's, it's, it's just pretty tricky. Um, I would say kind of along those same lines or agree with what you say, like, as, as long as it benefits. You know that person or those, uh, or certain mm-hmm. particular people. You know they're like, oh yeah, like yeah, I'm with that, I'm with that. But as soon as like you, it's something that you know you don't agree with. Mm-hmm. It just quit to just shun shun it. True. Have you had uh, conversations or debates with people about this before? Um, actually, I haven't. And you know, to be kind of transparent about it. The reason why I have it is because, like, you know, <laughs> I know my stance on things, and I know some, you know, some people, you know, that I went to school with, their stance on things, and, you know, I just never really brought never it up. Yeah, that never, never really just touched it, because you it. just, you know, <laughs> kind of like going back to season one, you know, being saved and woke and liberal. The difficulties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In more progressive spaces, so, yeah. you know. You want to stay friends with people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm coming to realize that <laughs> there comes a time where people's toes are going to get stepped on. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I feel like I'm at a place now where I would be more open to okay. talk about it. But I don't really have any past uh, conversation. Okay. So I always, well, I tend to hate when people do this to me. But I'm going to do this to you right now. I'm going to ask you a hypothetical question. So if someone were to come at you with this argument like i mean i guess maybe in reference to anything we said um in the last season or just they found out one of your views on anything and that it was related to related to the bible and related to your spiritual convictions and they can't and they threw separation of church and stayed at you what would you say how you gonna do me like that bro I just say, hey, you know, as a Christian woman, this is my stance on things. And 
I mean, we don't have to agree, mm-hmm. but, you know, through, you know, my beliefs, through my faith, mm-hmm. like, this, this is what it is, this is what the word says, and if I'm a follower of Christ, I'm a follower of the word, so. And then what people, when I say, I would say the same thing too, and I would, then they would say, well, how are you going to force your beliefs on, on other people? That's why we got separation of church and state, so people can't do that. <laughs> I'm going to say, look, you know, I ain't here to force my beliefs on you. I'm here to speak the truth from my perspective. Yeah, but Diva, by voting for certain things, you are essentially pushing your views on certain people. This is tough. Yeah, and like, well, I'll just tell you what I would say. So, I always thought that was so stupid. Like, you're pushing your views on other people. And I was like, well, if I vote for somebody or if I am supporting a candidate or if I vote for, like, a a policy or a law or anything, like, my personal convictions is what's leading me in everything. So, but why why are my religious... um, convictions not allowed to to be a part of that like like i said before it's my religious convictions that would lead me to probably support like a mayor or a city councilman or somebody who was really passionate about like ending ending food insecurity or ending the um in the the prison industrial complex um just because that none of those the uh society but that doesn't line up with a with a biblical society, with a kingdom society. You know, like we're supposed to love each other and we're supposed to do unto others as we would want done unto ourselves. And that's a religious conviction, and that's leading me in in in, in this or in a, in, a, in a lot of ways. But it's just like, oh no, you can't use your personal convictions to to lead you. But it's like my my personal convictions lead me in in everything that I think, and your personal convictions lead you in everything that you think. But when I disagree with you. That's when we have a problem. But yeah. Yeah. And um, D, you actually mentioned like some some pretty interesting stuff about the coiner. I don't know if that's the term. The coiner of the phrase separation of of church yes. and state. Yes. Would you like to expound on that? Well, yeah. So because yeah. I didn't know until like today <laughs> when I googled it. Yeah. So I mean. Of course, with everything that I do, I look things up. You know, I may not always have, you know, the answers for, you know, my personal beliefs on certain things, mm-hmm. but I look stuff up. So, you know, as I was looking up separation of church and state, just to get, like, you know, the whole background about it, I saw that uh, it was established by dun, 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 Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson. And of course... What's, what's the dun-dun-dun for? Because, like, for those who do not know... Thomas Jefferson was owner of slaves. Slave owner. Yeah. So that yeah, that's that's the kicker, and like, I'm just like questionable morality from jump. Yeah, cause it's like you know, I know you know there are, there are a lot of people out there who are all for separation of church and state. You know, especially the, the liberals, but it's, a lot of Christians too. It, yeah, yeah. I hear a lot of Christians talking about that. Yeah, yeah. So. um but then it's like Thomas Jefferson, you know, he owned slaves and he actually, you know, had children with one of those slaves. Yeah. 
So basically, not only did he have slaves, but he also made it, took it upon himself to rape those slaves. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just be frank, if you will. Slavery, so, rape. So it's just like it's not looking good, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff. Yeah. So it's like you know, it's confusing. Like yeah, I mean, I get you because you. I mean, whenever you. Whenever I'm saying something, you gotta consider, you know, consider the source. Most yeah. of the quotes that yeah. I say come from the Bible, or they come from other people who I know who have, uh, you know, at least good, good reputations. And of course, you know, right. Thomas Jefferson is um, heralded. And again, I don't know if I'm using that word correctly, but uh, hailed maybe as a, uh, one of the fathers of the country. Yeah, founding um, fathers. Yeah, one of the founding fathers. Um, if you want to call him that, and so it's almost, you know, it's pretty taboo to say anything against them, but. You know, in my schooling, I have just, you know, it's calling into question. I, I call, I've been taught to call into question everything, everything that I can make myself aware of, you know, because you can never be completely objective. Um, but my goal is to be as objective as possible and to call into question everything. Um, and so, like, why, 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 why separation of church and state is so important? And I think it's really good that you brought up that it was Thomas Jefferson because not only was he a slave owner <clears throat> who habitually, you know, sexually assaulted his slaves, one in particular, um, but you know, although people think of the founding fathers as Christians, um, so I mean, I. Probably if you asked him, Thomas Jefferson would say he was a Christian. But more specifically, Thomas Jefferson was a Unitarian Universalist. Um, and I was just recently made aware of this, I don't know, I guess denomination. Uh, oh, that, yeah. That I don't know mm -hmm. if it's called a denomination or not. Um, yeah, I had a, uh, I knew somebody who was a uni uni uh, Unitarian Universalist. And I was like, huh, what's that? And they told me and I was like, mm, very interesting. And I, and I put interesting in quotes because they, they were talking about Unitarian Universalism as if it was Christianity. Uh, but when I went home, I did, you know, that good old Google search and I found out what Unitarian Universalism was. And pretty much, I feel like Unitarian Universalism basically is kind of like, I don't know, like a big kumbaya for all religions. Because they basically say, well, you know, instead of fighting about what we don't agree on, let's, you know, let's let's focus on what we do agree on and they kind of sound like this they kind of sound like people who tell who say that you know well all religions are basically the same you know they all want you to love people and do good to yourself and do uh just stay true to yourself and 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 do good to others well it kind of goes back to what you were talking about you know in the beginning like you know when everybody's on one accord if it's something that you know the other agrees with they're like yeah true that yeah and so instead of believing jesus when he says that i am the way the truth and the life um unitarian universalists are like well you know there are lots of ways and there are like I heard, like I didn't know this at the time, but I found out later. I was at a rally, and there was a Unitarian Universalist minister praying, and she was like, "Dear, awesome, most powerful God, who's called by many names and it comes in many shades." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> and so they have this like pluralistic view of God or whatever higher power. 
you believe in. So pretty much anybody of any religion would be, well, should feel, I guess, at home and welcoming you in a Unitarian Universalist setting. And just based off knowing that right there, and just to know that, like, there's, well, let me back up a little bit. So as a Christian, I don't believe that all Christians have to agree on every single thing about the Bible, everything, every single thing about spirituality. But there are some foundational things that you just cannot shake. Yeah. And one of those things is the deity of Christ. Like if you don't believe that Jesus is Lord and that he is the way, the truth, the truth and the life, and that no man comes to the Father, no man comes to God um, but by him, and that we're not made righteous through his sacrifice, through his finished work on the cross, um, then yeah, I can't, uh, cannot call you my brother or my sister because my brothers and my sisters are the ones who believe in the God that I do. And the God that I believe in is not just a man named Jesus. You can't just say, oh, I believe in Jesus. Say, uh, you know, brother and sister in Christ. No, I believe in Jesus, Lord above all. Um, and so just then right there, I'm like, I'm, I'm calling into question. It makes me question um, Jefferson's motives. Exactly. Jefferson's motives behind behind such an assertion that there should be separation of church and state. Thoughts. Thoughts, D. Hmm. And the reason I say that is because, so if you're a Unitarian Universalist and you already have this like really hinky, not biblically based view of scripture, or not, and they're definitely not, not inspired by the Holy Spirit. So like, it, I wouldn't be surprised that some, that a Christian would say something that kind of flies in the face of that scripture that you said mm -hmm. from from Isaiah that the government would rest upon his upon his soldiers, his shoulders. Once again, like it's it's just it's tough to dissect, you mm -hmm. know, because you know you had this whole separation of churches, state thing with the you know the um, Unitarian Universalists, you know they're about unity. Oneness, or so to speak. Yeah, what they would call unity. You know, unity and oneness. So you had that and separation is like kind of clash. Yeah. With each other. Yeah, and one thing that I also think is interesting is that even when I was in school and we'd be talking about separation of church and state, I never saw a conflict between me being a Christian and supporting people who believe like me and, and supporting policies that were in line with my beliefs. I never saw any conflict between that and separation of church and state because mm -hmm. like I said, I went to a Christian school and not only was my school Christian, like part of our church, but our um, our curriculum was biblically based and like we, I think the, the publisher, I can't remember, I think it was like Pensacola or something. Um, so basically no matter what class you were in, whether it was history, English, literature or in, or if you were in like an actual bible or chapel class like they were going to weave the word into that somehow not so much yeah. in grammar because grammar is pretty much yeah, kind of dry. Yeah. but like i'm particularly in history and they, they talked about separation of church and state not as oh your view should be completely separate from your political presence and how you move in society but it's just saying that like what they highlighted was that the founding fathers and pr pretty much everybody who quote unquote found in America. They were fleeing religious persecution in that um, the Anglican and Catholic Church was pretty um, were pretty oppressive back in those times and they made it so that like if you were 
Well, if you were in England, you had to be a member of the Anglican Church, and the only way to get any sort of political status was if you had status in the Anglican Church and in other countries in Europe, if you had status in the Catholic Church. And so how I interpret separation of church and state is that your status in church or in any particular church, any particular denomination should not automatically grant you political status. Because like if you were a bishop, that means not only were you head of these these churches, you weren't head of just the, the diocese, I think uh, um, is the correct term, but you also had regional authority like a mayor or a governor. And I believe that's the, and that's my, the, my main takeaway between separation of church and state. And, be, and the reason I think that's important is because like some people might be like, well, wouldn't it be good if, if pastors and ministers had you know, regional authority, yes. But then if you didn't have separation in church and state, it would, you know, encourage people to say that they were, you know, all holier than thou just to get some some political status. And that's mm -hmm. what happened. Mm -hmm. Like that's why mm -hmm. that's why there's so much, you know, corruption and just greed. Greed and just a lot of lot of sketchy stuff. A lot of just straight up filth and wrongness and a lot of churches because like especially in the in the ancient churches when the, when the roman catholic church became institutionalized when they forced it on people it was like okay well if i'm gonna get some power then i have to you know say i'm a i'm a catholic so i'm gonna just do this so i can get some power and so that's why i believe that separation of church and state is aimed at at stopping it's not trying to stop people from using their spiritual convictions to to lead how they vote to lead mm -hmm. how they act towards mm -hmm towards our fellow citizens is to stop greed, stop stop corruption, is to mm -hmm. stop, you know, all that stuff. All the vile things. All the vile things. Yeah. The vile things, yeah. I say vile. Vile <laughs> things. Vile. So yeah, thanks for bringing that up, D. So, so I have a question for you. So, do you think like the main problem is that we need to rethink um, separation or rethink our interpretation of separation of church and state? Um, kind of like based off of what I just said or should we kind of like reject it all together because of like things like that scripture in Isaiah hmm. so like, what do we do with that saved and woke people people who understand you know that, that Christ is Lord and also see that um, we also see how the enemy has been deceiving Christians, particularly American Christians, um, into into blindness and apathy in regards to how we treat our brothers and sisters, or well, how we treat our our neighbors. I'll say. You know, I think it just goes back to the nature of why you know we wanted to do this show in the first place to show that yes, both faith and politics can you know you know be dis discussed like mm -hmm. they don't have to be mutually exclusive. So, you know, with that said, um, you know, as you were saying earlier about like, you know, certain um, rulers of authority, you know, in the church, you know, I feel like that, you know, that boundary should stay in place. You know what I mean? Because yeah. um, we definitely don't want, you know, the, you know, as we say in the church, the pride to get puffed up, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, um, you know, for those who, you know, are pillars of the faith, you know, we gotta, we gotta, you know, stick to, we gotta stick to that. We got, we have to stand firm in that. 
-hmm. you know um so it, it can be conflicting at times i know for me it can be conflicting at times but um we have to remember you know our true foundation and i feel like you know once we you know know our true foundation in christ and you know act out that love mm -hmm. that we're supposed to have in christ then that you know and be led by the spirit not by our flesh yeah you know that that's how we you know govern ourselves accordingly when it comes to politics and it, it, it is it's a continuous thing because even even myself you know when i'm you know preparing to vote you know and you know different elections and things like that like i i feel like man like you know i support this but then there's one aspect of this i don't you know really support and it's just like oh gosh what i do yeah and so it's like well i have to choose the best candidate the lesser of two evils and, and I, I hate that lesser too yeah. because i don't i don't rock with that at all i know and you know i'm not going to discuss you know my political affiliation but you know i that whole lesser two evils thing i'm just like no i don't i i'm for no evil <laughs> yeah no evil so uh -huh. you know i mean that may kind of give away you know my political stance but you know we, we just gotta be led by the spirit we just gotta be led in in, in love yes I okay mean, thank you i'm glad you said led by the spirit because my problem with not just people who aren't saved, but even for Christians, or I guess particularly people who uh, claim to be evangelical Christians, is that we have to be led by the Word in everything that we do. So I, I want, I want, I'm inviting God into my marriage, into my relationships with my family, into how I work, and also into how I vote, into how I conduct myself civically out in the public square but especially when we're talking about about voting i want i want my my voting choices to be inspired by the holy spirit and be inspired by the word and not to be not, not just by um i guess pillars uh of well, we, of democracy, uh, pillars of American culture, um, just for the sake of them, you know, being considered the foundations of America. I want the foundation. My foundation is in Christ. And so I believe everything that we do as as believers should should be founded in Christ as well, voting and otherwise. And of course, if you're not a believer, then you wouldn't agree with this. But um just the, the the fact that believers don't agree doesn't mean that I that I shouldn't that I shouldn't vote how I believe the Holy Spirit wants me to and how I and in a way that is congruent with my spiritual convictions all right and so the main thing is like just go to God because I feel like we said you know we said some good stuff but of course <clears throat> We can't give you a definitive answer on every piece of legislation or every policy maker that comes before you. We, yeah. we ain't got all the answers. Man, man. And I, I said that on last season. Like, look, I don't have all the answers and everything. I mean, but I feel like that's the beauty of, you know, these conversations is because we, we get to explore like, oh, like, I really don't mm -hmm. know everything about this. 
let's let's talk about it Let, let's see if we can talk it through yeah we're talking so, about it from a perspective that it's acknowledging the truth of the bible as well as social and political realities and social and political histories because a lot of times, like in, in the progressive spaces, you will only get the socio-political stuff, but you never, they will, of course, they won't talk about the truth of the gospel. Right. Um, and then in, and then a lot of times in church or in like strictly Christian spaces, like we talked about last season, check it out, it was good. Um, we, they'll talk about Christ, but then they won't talk about like the history of racism, the history of oppression in general in, yes. in, in, in this country. Yes. Um, yes. So yeah, we just want to have a kind of, the purpose of this podcast is to show and to provide an example to the world, to all our viewers and listeners of two people who are saved and woke talking about real life things from a saved and woke perspective. Pretty much. Um, but yeah, but it all comes back, back to Christ. Um, because like we said, we, I, I believe, and I've said this before. I think saved and woke is redundant because if you're saved, um, that means that you have the Spirit of God dwelling in you. And for a lot of us saved people, we have asked the Holy Spirit to come fill us. So if you're filled with the Holy Spirit, that means you're filled with the Spirit of knowledge. You're filled with the Spirit of wisdom. Yeah. And that, that Spirit of wisdom, He will lead you into all truth. So yeah. go to Him. Yeah, and you know, I know we keep referring back to last season, but you know, you know, we, we talked about some good stuff good last season. season. But um, my favorite episode and of course yours also woke and weary like i i touched on this you know to be truly woke is to not only be aware of you know what's happening you know in the natural realm but what's happening in the spiritual realm as well mm-hmm. so yep because all the stuff that we see happening going on is just like the manifestations or the fruit of what's been going on spiritually mm-hmm spiritual wickedness you know exactly, exactly. And, and go back and listen to that episode <laughs> if you want to just cross-reference you know what yeah, we're talking about exactly that, 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 that was a good episode yeah but with that we're going to do we're going to practice what we preach and we're going to go to god for guidance so dear sweet sweet heavenly father we just thank you for giving us this platform we thank you for the conversation that we just had we thank you for the opportunity to to shed a little light on this kind of murky issue, mm-hmm. um, separation of church and state, Lord God. I just pray, Lord, that you send your Holy Spirit to all our listeners and, and viewers and even beyond to give them your insight on, on not just this topic, but everything that has to do with living holy living living righteous in the, in the name of jesus lord god we just pray that you will just remove the blinders just remove all confusion remove all darkness remove all murkiness because we know it's the enemy the enemy is the author of confusion the enemy tries to confuse things and to to occlude things lord god but you just make it make it make all things clear to us lord god so that there's no question on what is right what is just and and what is not lord god and i pray that as we work to 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 figure that out that we'll continually go to you that we won't just argue amongst one another we won't argue amongst ourselves we won't try to find a christian and say well how come what is this you know like you know we have those conversations but ultimately we'll go to you lord god and we just thank you for guiding us and leading us into all truth because that's what your word says you will do so we just thank you for it right now in the name of jesus yes lord and we just 
thank you for uh, just helping our viewers and our listeners out there to see and to hear that although we bring up these discussions you know we uh, have these different topics that we speak about on a regular basis that we don't have all the answers and that the true answer really lies in you Jesus and you know we you know our job here is to just just bring the conversation to light um so thank you lord for uh, what we discussed today not falling on deaf ears and um just want our listeners and our viewers out there to just be open and receptive to the dialogue and um we look forward to just facilitating more of this in the future um for those saved and unsaved alike mm-hmm. um and so lord we 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 just want to to just bring uh, that cohesion together, that unity, even though we may not agree on everything, we just want to still have that unity um, and, and just, you know, just just bring forth uh, the conversations, just continue to have that dialogue. And um, thank you, Lord, for the purpose that is being uh, fulfilled as a result of the dialogue that is happening. So we, we just thank you, God, for you being in the midst of, of all these conversations and the future conversations to come. And uh, we say this in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the precious Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So with that said, that's going to bring this episode of the Save the World podcast to a close. Again, look back at season one to go over the conversations that that we had because they're definitely going to inform the conversation that we have in this season and of course um, be sure to like share and subscribe if you're watching us on youtube and give us uh that good old five star rating and a glowing review if you're catching us on on apple podcast or on google play and oh how can they find you d on social media Oh yeah, so uh, you can find me on both Twitter and on Instagram at AfroSoul underscore D. That's A-F-R-O-S-O-U-L underscore D-double-E. Yeah, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram as well at Mr. underscore Saved and Woke, all lowercase, all one word. But with that, that is our, that is the end of this episode. So as always, keep Keep the the faith faith and stay woke. woke.